1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Amphill Road. Well, we are back talking about the right. final this weekend and we are joined by a good friend of ours who's been on the podcast before. Connor, how is it going, bud? How's, how's things?
0: Right, not bad, lads. Um, just, you know, taking a wee tea break for please. Get a bit of a conversation in here. Tell you how we're going to win the cup final.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't be there, can you? Sitting there and work, having a yeah. bit of a tea break, chatting about the footy. That's that's what life's all about,
2: isn't it? <laughs> uh, that's exactly what you want instead of sitting by yourself. <laughs> he, he he needs to save the money to get to the the, the final on Saturday so he does
1: Yeah. <laughs> but so I want to speak to you a little bit about this, Connor, because obviously we haven't got too long yeah. to be chatting to you but at the minute everyone's talking about the Liverpool quadruple and the fact that it could fall to the wayside because City have now come out of the Champions League, so we're going to put all their eggs into the prem. And everyone's kind of writing off Chelsea's chances of winning this FA Cup at the weekend. But obviously, there's a lot at stake for Chelsea in terms of this game. So, do you think that everyone's being a bit premature in terms of writing you off just because of your current form, or do you think there's a little bit? Do you think there's a little bit in what everyone's saying?
0: Um, I go on current form. I definitely Chelsea's not playing good football at the moment. Obviously, we weren't able to hold the lead against Wolves at the weekend as well. They defending towards the end of the game. But um, I, I think that there was bound to come, especially with all the problems that was going on with Chelsea at, you know, throughout the year. Yeah. And that was going to come at some stage of the of year.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's kind of been a build-up of things throughout the season, hasn't it? I think you've had a hard run in terms of everything going on behind the scenes. Um, there is positives within your team, obviously. But then, as you said... Picking up a few defeats where you probably didn't want defeats, but do you think that like we know that trophies can sort of patch over a lot of cracks? And do you think this is kind of a, a need for Chelsea to win this game at the weekend? Like,
0: a hundred percent, Chelsea need to win the game at the weekend. It has to be done. Our, our season's not good. We're we're fighting for third now when we're ten points clear. What maybe five games go. Hmm. You know and. Um, just looking at the way we've been playing, current form and stuff like got there. And even with everything with the winners, Andre's and all throughout the year, everybody was tapping us to win the league at the start of the season and now we've come out with no trophies. They need to the win a trophy at the end of the league, at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's forgetting the youth are still current <coughs> obviously European champions and all. So you've got a lot of a lot of credit within it, but where do you where do you see it coming from at the weekend? Because it seems like obviously Chelsea are a little bit flat at the minute. The results and the behind the scenes aren't helping. So who can you see the club turning to this weekend for this game?
0: Um, I, as again, the last time I was on the podcast. It didn't happen for from at the league cup, but have Havertz. Yeah, and is that's it, all. So,
1: is yeah, that so. kind of it? Is that is that all? <laughs> that's it.
0: Cantley um, hasn't been on great form recently he was outshone at Real Madrid um, Kovacic might be a shining light in the whole situation as well maybe that's all I can see it must
1: it must be difficult because as you said he's a 10 points clear come new year more or less going to be battling start of the season it was like right we're going for the league and then it was like it's guaranteed top four and then it seems to be sort of slipping out of it a little bit and Liverpool obviously come into this game on massive on a high form at the minute Champions League final still battling for the league and all the rest of it like most Liverpool fans I'm speaking to and even listening to talk sport today and stuff they kind of they've just got it that Liverpool win and it's all about how many goals Liverpool are going to win by the the goalkeeping situation didn't help you last time do you think Chelsea are going to learn from that a little bit?
0: If it goes the whole way to penalties again, I'm guessing that they
1: stay in the nets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't you can't see him doing it twice, can you like?
0: No, yeah. no, like well, I wouldn't have thought he would have done it again. They did it in the super cup and it worked out it worked out against Fellow in the Super Cup at the start of the season. So the other game we have got the Super Cup and the Club World Cup the take away from this season, but um they were kind of givens. Like we just we should have won it your Champions League winners. The Champions League won it shouldn't be enough always won the Super Cup and the world Club World Cup. you know what I mean? Yeah. So um obviously it's the most prestige club competition in the world. So you should be easily taking those trophies home. Um, I that I feel like it was a mistake, but since sense of against Royal Real, they tried to do the game and backfired.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> now for the, for those people that are listening that don't know about this, Connor goes to a, a very staunch Liverpool pub to watch these games. Is that where you're going to be watching the game again at the weekend?
0: Uh, well, fortunately for me, I have a ticket to the FA Cup final, so I'll be watching the game from the stands in Wembley.
1: Happy days! Like, what, tell us a little bit about that. Like, where are you going? Where are you going to be sitting? What's when are you um, going over? All that sort of stuff.
0: I so we're going. Me and my dad's both going. He's as again as I talked in the last podcast the massive Chelsea fan as well we're flying over on the Friday night um, we're staying on Covent Gardens you know treating ourselves <laughs> and <then laughs> we're going over and I think we're sitting we're, uh, behind the net on the Chelsea zone so hopefully we see some action in our, in our net and hopefully it's when Chelsea's shooting against it and not Liverpool
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's do you know what Like, there's nothing beats at the match live, no matter what a no. result turns out, like obviously you don't want to be there with a loss, but like, there's nothing quite like the atmosphere. And I think yeah. Chelsea have had a lot of stick over the years for this sort of plastic flags and different things like this. But I think the atmosphere of at a cup final is always just electric. Like, so I can see yeah. obviously Chelsea fans would obviously made a lot of noise in the last cup final as well. And to be able yeah. to go there, especially with your dad, obviously that's an yeah. epic opportunity. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, couldn't turn it down i had a ticket and i was going to buy it for 568 pounds you know extortion like but i was going to go by myself but then i the was and to get cheaper tickets for me and him so then i just gave him the money and both going together which is even better you know he had a connection that had tickets his friend that lives in london was able to get him tickets so like he gave him a lot less value than i was going to pay for my, myself like and then Ammo was on the by even coming over, and then the ticket we were looking at the tickets, and it was 868 pounds or something for a little coin, like you know, on the site I was looking at, so it was extortion. Like.
1: it's crazy, isn't it? Like it's it's mad prices, um, but at least you get at least you got it, and you know what? Yeah. It's a memory that lasts forever. So, like, I hope that you enjoy I hope you don't win, obviously, but I hope you enjoy it being there anyway. Um, but before I let you go, I can't let you go without asking you about the ambitions of Chelsea. It's obviously broke. We're recording this on a Tuesday night. Um, it's it broke today that obviously City have signed to Haaland to come in next season. Um, Liverpool brought in Diaz there in January. There's there's a lot of speculation around what's going to happen in terms of Chelsea. Is it going to switch ownership? Is Tuchel going to keep on? What players are you going to lose and all that? What, what do you think Chelsea need to do in the summer to put them back in that position of being... Top four solid and, and challenging for these big trophies every year? Well,
0: um, to be honest, I don't think we'll be challenging for the league for another two or three years at least. And that, that uh, is just coming from an unbiased football fan. Do you know, how I'm coming in, if he does what he's supposed to do, I don't think Liverpool will be challenging for the league either next year hmm. if he does what he's supposed to do because they're already having them numbers without him. And if they have him, do you know, those expected goals that they should have will be goals. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's just, like he is a ridiculous, ridiculous He yeah. has probably one of the best signings for a price. He'd be a better signing than Holland, I think. But I think Holland will be the best player that they've seen in a long time.
1: He's he's unreal. Like I think we've seen obviously we've seen what he's done at Dortmund. I think he's gone about it the right way in terms of leaving. Brings a lot of speculation about obviously the likes of Chelsea and Liverpool, but all in for um, going in for Jude Bellingham in the summer, but obviously yeah. Dortmund have got a, a kind of a way of working that they only sell one good player in a season, and generally yeah, that's like. the way it works in the German league as a whole. Like.
0: I can't see Jude Bellingham leaving now that um, Hounds went. I think that Chelsea need to go out and get a winger such as the Essersong that suits our system. And then, but we still have to go and maybe get two or three centre backs now because we're losing and I don't really mind losing him. He's got a lot of mistakes in him. But Antonio Whitaker, massive loss. He's already gone. And then Terry over he's not going to be able to play every game of the season, is he? Yeah. So there's a couple of things that need to be to make sure we're even top four next season.
1: I know. And that's the problem is that it's become so unpredictable at the minute, hasn't it? Because, like, who knows? what Newcastle are going to do in the summer in terms of the wealth of money that they've got. City have already laid down a marker. Does that mean that Newcastle are going to go for someone like Mbappe or are they looking to do a a slow build and be more like City and sort of bring in maybe half decent players to be able to build up over time? Who knows? But obviously all we can do is look to the here and now. And as you said, Chelsea, as you said, have probably got about four to five positions they need to be filling and probably, probably six or seven boys they need to be getting rid of as well. Um but in regards to this game of the weekend with the team you've currently got, what what score are you gonna give me? If you had to pick a prediction here, do you think are we gonna see penalties again? Is that where you're going to try and get your money's worth? Or do you think it's well, gonna be done well, within the ninety minutes?
0: One each extra time, k yeah. average, 114th minute
2: minute <laughs> Wow. Well that's precise, Connor.
0: <laughs> Call me Master Connor. <laughs>
1: uh, do you know what do you know if this ends up a 114th minute winner like I am putting I'm going to be getting in touch with you about the lottery numbers and seeing what's going on
0: (laughs) Uh, I can't give them away I'll not (laughs) win (laughs) them
1: that's a good point but you know what Connor like we always appreciate you coming on and hopefully we'll be able to get you on again um, after the cup final we'll see how it goes and it'd be lovely to get you on to be able to give you an assessment of actually be in there as well so make sure that you're putting stuff on social media and we'll make sure to share it on our page and stuff like yeah, that no because um, it'd be amazing to see what you're doing in terms of being there and as I said I hope it's a, an amazing time for you and your dad I hope he's don't win but I hope that you'd have <laughs> a, a quality time and I look forward to hearing about it when we next have you done
0: alright hey, brilliant. I'll yeah. this must back
1: thank you thank <laughs> you come <so>. on Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> thank you so Please much man been. and we'll catch you soon alright bye
0: Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk
2: Welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Road. Well, we just got the thoughts and views there of Conor McGilliguddy who's going to Wembley and um, I love his optimism because I'm a Liverpool fan and we've had to have a lot of that over the years but right now we are the crendy trendy leather creme I can't even say it but we are it, that's what we are. Danny, FA Cup final special. Now, before we go into the game, um, we know we've got a European Cup final to look into, we know we've got a pos- possible Premier League that we could still win, even though people keep writing us off. Let's just let's just talk five five, ten minutes and talk about the FA Cup. So as a kid, I remember sitting there before Sky, before cable, and I remember watching the FA Cup final on BBC. You know, it would start at like eleven AM and twelve AM, and it was like a it was like a game every season where it didn't matter who what teams win it, you watched the FA Cup final and I think I watched every single one of them um, up until the age of about mid-twenties because you, you just don't, like, if your team's not you get a bit angry but it's a massive occasion, isn't it, Danny? Oh, it's huge, isn't it? I think, uh, yeah, there's not enough emphasis put on the FA Cup
1: and how big a moment it is in terms of English football. I've always loved, like, obviously the FA Cup final is a big, a big event, Um, always sort of streamed on BBC and all the rest of it but, like, I've loved all the build-up rounds to it as well. I love the fact of like just normal teams being able to come and play big teams. And I think we all remember it from last season, non-league team. We'd done a whole thing on it last season, didn't we? Um, with Skem, Skelmsdale, playing in the FA Cup. And um, different teams like that we ended up getting hosted in, up in the Northwest and ended up Gareth Bale coming on in a random game and... All these different moments that just stay with people forever, and if you can have a, a team that's a small team and can manage to do a giant kiln or even manage to get a draw to be able to go back to their stadium, like it finances lower league teams for years to come. So I think it does the FA Cup does a lot for the English league as a whole, which is which is something to be respected and something to admire because in an age where Money seems to be a bottomless pit in a lot of Premier League teams. You'd only need to go down one or two divisions to see how there's not much money in it at all. So I love the FA Cup for that, that it gives normal teams a chance and it gives normal teams funding and it helps to, to build them up to become great. Uh, it also allows people to be noticed that wouldn't have been noticed otherwise. Um, you, the amount of players you gave is only Burnley a couple of seasons ago that they bought uh, a couple of players that has only been playing non-league football. Jamie Vardy was spotted in the exact same way, coming from non-league football. Uh, all these different players that that get their shot because of competitions like the FA Cup. So I love seeing it. And as you said, growing up, you'd always remember it. You remember that Saturday afternoon, sitting in the house, you got the build-up and all. One of the royal family normally comes on, shakes hands with people, and you see the captain going along the line. Everyone's shaking his hand, going... Who's this guy? Why? Why is he here? Or, like nobody knows who they are. So always that awkwardness of it. Um, but but it's it's great. It's a it's an institution. So it's it's got to be respected. Like
2: absolutely, Danny, absolutely. And and let's not forget the FA Cup is actually the only trophy that Jurgen Klopp hasn't won for Liverpool mm-hmm. out of all the trophies that I could possibly win. Now, let's not forget that. So winning the FA Cup is actually completing every single trophy that Jurgen Klopp could win for Liverpool. Because he's won everything else, uh, it's just quite mad when you think about it. So this game is huge. Um, obviously, Connor's thoughts on Fani? Think it's going to be tight. He went for a one-one. there, so he did. Um, how do you think? How do you see the game going? Someone put it to me, um, during the Week, Danny, and it's a good point. Do you think the likes of Salah, Mane, Thiago, and boys like that that want to win European cups? Do, do you think they really care as much as about, uh, care that much about the FA Cup? Or do you think they'll save themselves for the um, old Big E's game?
1: No, I think so. I think it's got to be instilled in them. I think these types of players, yes, I think if you were just looking at it on paper, I think they will look at the FA Cup in comparison to the Champions League and the Premier League and all. And they'll think, well, I'd, if you give them the choice, you give any top-level, like, ultimate professional a choice, would you rather win the FA Cup or the Champions League? They're picking the Champions League all day long. You've got to be realistic. Um, but at the same time... These players, especially the players that we've got, are serial winners. And I think you put a cup in front of them, no matter what cup it is. And I think the Carabao Cup completely proved that even us playing City in the semi-finals and the way that we played against them proves that these boys just want to win trophies. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If it's a trophy that they can add to their collection, they want it. And and that's what you want in your team, isn't it? Yes, they're not going to be fighting for the FA Cup because of what it is. Chances are the likes of Henderson and Trent and other boys like that are going to be fighting for that reason. But I think a lot of these boys are fighting because they want to win trophies. They want to be legends. And if you can finish the, the season, like we know ourselves from from previous people that have played, whether it be people playing for Real Madrid, whether it be all the pictures you see of John Terry after he retired, it was never the it was never what trophies he won. It was the amount of them. And if you can say you've won 26, 27 honors at the end of your at the end of your career, and be able to show that, nobody cares. Nobody's going to look at it and go, "Aye," but like three of them are FA Cups. It just it looks amazing. It's the sign of a great career that you win trophies, no matter what they
2: are. Well, that's it. And a showpiece final against Chelsea. We've had plenty of battles with Chelsea over the years, and the League Cup final just gone proves it. Okay, they're going through a little bit of a. I don't want to say transitional period because they have that many players out and loan other clubs. They never need to go through a transitional period because they seem to have players on two-year contracts like the managers. So I don't feel sorry for them whatsoever, what's going on with the financial situation. But let's be honest, the form hasn't been great and there has been little things and little factors over the last couple of months. You know, drawn against Wolves there, our old player, Conor Cody getting a last-minute goal. Little things like that are uncharacteristic. You know, Lukaku seems to have been a signing that wasn't too cool. So it seems to have been a club signing. Yeah. So... There seem to be a little kind of let's say fractures in 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 the dressing room and fractures in the team. And do you think they're as strong as they were in the league cup? Because I really don't think they are.
1: No, the form has dropped massively, hasn't it? And I think that's that's been it's been there for all to see. And I think a lot of that, as Connor was saying in the interview that we had with him before, a lot of that comes down to backroom stuff. I think there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with Chelsea for a lot of months now, um, which I think hasn't helped them very much. All Everything to do with Roman Abramovich, um, everything to do with all of this, sort of the sanctions and things like that. It's It's not helping them. And then there's discontention in the dressing room. We don't know the full extent of what's going on, but we just know that it seems like it's a fractured club with a fractured dressing room at the minute. It could be within itself that they know a lot more of the situation than us, and some of them are maybe rebelling against the whole Roma Bramovich and his, his ties with Russia and different things like that. Um, who knows what the situation is, but all we know is that we are seeing the outworkings of that on the pitch. We're watching a team that is just very, very quickly falling apart. Like they got torn apart by wolves there at the weekend. And it's not for the first time this in recent weeks. So I think we are playing if we want a chance of winning this quadruple or even winning the triple this season. Um, I think this game is one that we need to win and I think we're going into it at the best time while Liverpool are on form
2: and Chelsea are in the worst possible form they can be in. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. So, uh, what we'll do is I'll actually just score prediction a wee while, but what I will ask you, and again, we seem to be doing this every single week, but as kind of football pundits and Liverpool fans, this is kind of what our job is. But in the game, where do you see the game getting won or lost? Now, we've mentioned you know, the dressing room and People like Rudiger haven't signed the contract. Thiago Silva's getting on. Christensen could be leaving. There's a lot of talk and speculation about the players, but it's still a cup final. So it's still going to be edgy. It's still going to be tight. And in these these cagey games that are edgy and tight, normally a bit of magic, or normally a mistake wins it. Now, again... Let's try not pick out the obvious candidate, unless you really want to. But who do you see being like the match winner or the player that could win the game? Um, for Liverpool, um, secondly, but first of all, if it was to go Chelsea, Chelsea. So, who do you think could be the one to watch for Chelsea and then again for Liverpool, Danny? It's so hard to know because you'd asked
1: me a few weeks ago and I'd have said Ruth, the good all day. Ruth has been solid for Chelsea for most of the season, where he looks like. He's already out the door, and he looks, to be honest, when he's playing on the pitch, now that he's already packed his bags, he looks like he's not bothered. Now, if he plays the way he has played for most of the season, I would say Rudiger is going to be the hardest person because he really knows how to take on Salah. And I think he's one of the few people in the league that can really just hold Salah to ransom all game. Um, So I think Rudiger will be one to watch if he's got that mindset of, the world is watching, and I want to win a cup before I I go away to another team. and And the FA Cup, it's not like the Champions League. He's not going to get a chance to be able to battle for that next season. This is a a, a cup where if he moves away from England next season, he doesn't get the chance to play for it again. So, I think if Rüdiger can can do well, I think I know I know that's a bit of a sitting on the fence thing because normally you want to pick an attacker that can win the game for Chelsea but I honestly wouldn't be like you Danny wouldn't be like like you exactly like I I like that fence painted it and everything Um, (laughs) but I I think for me I can't I just can't see I can't see an attacking threat from Chelsea that's really going to do us any damage our defense has just been too solid this season and I just can't see anyone that's going to really destroy us up front um can have it do it not really i haven't seen him do it much this season can can W can verna do it no i don't think he's got the legs in him to be able to beat van dyke or canate or matthew uh, can lakaku do it is he even going to play who knows pulisic is probably the only attacking threat that i would think had half a chance but i would say it's far more likely that rudiger is gonna if he plays well can keep liverpool at bay and at least give them a short at extra time and penalties, and when it gets to penalties, unless they put Keffa back in goal again, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and Liverpool, who do you see being the, the obvious threat for Liverpool? I think it's it has to be, and it's going to sound just typical of what, what has been going on, it's sort of jumping on the bandwagon. It's got to be Diaz, though, hasn't it? Like, if he starts, he's been unreal when he's come on, just the, the way he drives the players, and I do think he would be one player that I think Rudiger would struggle with. I think Poulsen, um, Poulsen and all the rest of it that they've got back there, as Azpilicueta and even Rhys James, I think none of them will be able to handle him in a massive way. Um, and also what that does then is, is Chelsea normally play with a back three, but it means that Rhys James has to start pulling back the deal with Diaz. So it means it's going to open doors for like so Thiago uh, and even Mane and stuff like that to get space. So for me, I think Lewis Diaz. Even if he doesn't score, I think he creates enough problems that it creates spaces for other players to do the job. So, so I'm I'm pointing out Diaz.
2: Yeah, and I, do you know, what? I completely agree because I think in the month of April and May, um, halfway during April and coming towards the last couple of weeks of May here, at the beginning of that period, I seen Diaz as a player that could really knock on the front door at the front three and come in for the old game. Yeah, but now I'm looking at Diaz, I was like actually. You should start every game. Mm-hmm. And it's one of he's one of them players like Mane, like Salah that even if he does nothing in the game, he's likely to come up with a bit of magic, like he did against with the goal against Tottenham and it was a frustrating result. And this is the FA Cup fi- final podcast special. But I'm just using that as an example. He, he come up with that little bit of magic that could potentially keep us in the title race. And he's just fantastic. So I completely agree with you under the DL situation. And so we'll ask Danny kinda before we kind of get ready to go. Um, I'm going to give you my score prediction, and I'm going to ask you yours, just so you don't copy. And guess what, Danny? Guess what score I'm going for? <laughs> we're going for a 3-1 again, are we? All? No, we're not, Danny. <laughs> we're going for a 1-0 to Liverpool. And I'm going to put it out there, I've just got a feeling that the last six or seven weeks, Salad has hardly been about. But I just feel he's going to get warmed up for Real Madrid. And I feel like most Salad a little dancer, as Jamie Carragher said. <laughs> I think it's me, one nil victory to Liverpool. I think Salah's going to get the winning goal. I think it'll be in 90 minutes. I think it's very important that we have um, the game done in 90 minutes. Obviously, we've got a game then on Tuesday, and then we've then we've got the Champions League final. And we just don't need more time in, in the legs. You know, unfortunately, we just don't need it. So, one nil to Liverpool. Mo Salah's going to winning goal and making the FA Cup like look like easy buns and collecting our second trophy of the season. Um, how do you see the what's your score prediction, Danny? I am going to go
1: two nil Liverpool. As I said, I can't see Chelsea causing as many problems at the back. I think we've learned from the Spares game. I think we were defensively very, very poor um, at at points. So I think we'll learn from that, and we'll be sort of training on that during the week. Um, so I don't think we'll, I don't think they're going to cause as many problems at the back. I, but I think I'm going to go two nil because I think Liverpool will score. And then I think uh, Chelsea are going to have to come at us. And once they start coming at us, I think towards the end we will get another one. I'm going to go, I'm going to try and put it all on the line and try and not sit on the fence. So I'm going to say, two 2-0, Liverpool, Canate to score and
2: Mane to finish it off. There we go. And that's another person that we haven't really mentioned. We should, should hasn't so good, but Mane is just, He's has gone from maybe third gear kind of coasting the season to kind of right at the top of his level and we haven't even mentioned Bobby or Jota which is just it's just actually unbelievable but yeah we're two old enthusiasts and we love the FA Cup so bring on the FA Cup hopefully we get our second trophy of the season Um, and come on Liverpool so in the meantime guys it's been a short but sweet pod um, but we've got a lot of things coming up next couple of weeks um, that we that we keep telling you about, and life is just very hectic as a Liverpool fan at the moment. So we're just gonna sit there and enjoy the ride, enjoy the roller coaster. And one thing that we are gonna do this week as well is just talk about the uh, three most important FA Cup goals that we've seen Liverpool score and why. So we've got five minutes to discuss them. So what I'll do first, Danny, is I'll give you my three, and then I'll ask for your three. So number three for me. Is the Gerard equaliser against West Ham?
1: Number three is the Gerard equaliser? Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Okay. Yeah, the Gerard equaliser. Oh, the first Gerard equaliser. Yeah, yeah, I'm there's Interestor. rifle yeah. into the top bin. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That's the first one. The second one is obviously the Michael Owen against Arsenal. Has to be like, you know, yeah. I know he's hated by Liverpool fans, but that goal against Arsenal. On the counter attack, left footed, past Seaman. You can just see Seaman's eyes looking as the ball goes in the net. So, for obvious reasons, you know, um, great ball by, I think it was Dietmar Hamann at the time. And then, number one, it's the one and only Stephen Gerrard, again, against West Ham. But this was the 91st minute where he had cramp. yeah, And he literally afterwards admitted to scoring the goal from so far out because he couldn't walk because he was that messed up, and then we, Manchester uh, got that lucky goal, so it was kind of fate that we got that, and then we went on to win the second cup on the Rafa. So there's my free Danny. Uh, tell me what you think about them, then give me your free. I'm sure I'd say maybe most of it's going to be the same. We haven't discussed this. Let's see.
1: No, we haven't. Um Yeah, I think I can come out. I can come out right at the start, just ruin the surprise, and just say that the Ger- the Gerard rifle against West Ham is my number one because. it's one of the greatest FA Cup, if not the greatest FA Cup goal of all time, never mind Liverpool, Um, I think it was the greatest FA Cup goal of all time, so it's got to be up there, Um, but the other two vary a little bit, I was torn, I did eventually for number three go for the Michael Owen goal against Arsenal, part of me just out of spite possibly for my brother and also for the way that it changed Liverpool's, thinking in terms of the players that we bought part of me was going to go for the jimmy traore own goal that he scored um back in his you remember the back heel flick against burnley yep against burnley um i remember my brother loves jimmy traore and he used to like watch football just to just because of jimmy traore because he loved him so much admin as fifa teams and everything and uh, i remember that own goal and there was certain There was something just sweet about it, but it didn't quite make the cut because I went for the Michael Owen against Arsenal as my number three. My number two, um, which is a a blast from the past, but one that you won't be surprised that I've picked for my number two, is the 70-yard Xavi Alonso volley against Luton, um, which came in. Absolute belter. Gerard screaming at him, saying, why have you just kicked that ball and then it rolls in and he
2: celebrates with him? You just took the words out of my mouth. I think what's more... Just as iconic about that goal is the Gerrard screaming yeah. and then going nuts. And he's going nuts and you see his face, especially, you know, he's saying something along the lines of and past this ball. Zabby. Yeah. and next thing you know, he's going, yeah, <laughs> clapping about it. And it was, wasn't it his left foot as well? Yeah, yeah. Wrong
1: foot. It was, was it the week before or the week after he scored the one against Newcastle then as well. So he just sort of went on this bit of run of scoring absolute long range worldies. Um, but it was a, it was a classic goal, and obviously like I love Xavi Alonso, so any goal with Xavi Alonso is always great. Um, but yeah, to take that on from there, when you know Gerrard's in front of you, and the easy option is to just slide it to him. To take that on, on your wrong foot, with Gerrard screaming at you, shouting abuse, and then he just runs away, calm as you like, and looks at Gerrard as if to say, why did you even question me? Um, yeah, so that was my number two with, with Gerrard's goal against West Ham. He Got was to a, be
2: cool, a cool customer, Xavi, it's been a couple of weeks before, since you've mentioned them, so I'll, I'll let you off, Danny. But yeah, I mean, your number one's the same as mine. So what what can we actually say about that, that particular goal that all scored that no one hasn't said before? But I feel like just when the podcast was over, just sitting there and watching it on repeat.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I've seen it so many times before and everyone's been in that stage, normally sitting on the toilet or something where you're scrolling through your phone and it comes up um, between that and the 2005 Champions League final. comes up now and again as a video on Facebook or something. And you can't help but just sit there and re-watch it because it was just a moment of magic. Um, so, yeah, as you said, there's there's nothing that we can say that will do it any extra justice than what has already been said. But I think as a whole, we can all look back, going back to what we said at the start. The FA Cup is, is memorable. There's been some amazing moments in the FA Cup, amazing goals that have taken place over the years. Um, and I think we can we can look forward to Saturday and hope that we see another Worldie uh, or another magic
2: moment that will go down in the history books. Note to the uh, note to self to message the social media team and get them to share lots of Gerard goals and Alonso yeah. goals and FA Cup goals. <laughs> so note to the social media team. Hopefully they do that. <laughs> and yeah, it's exciting, you know, because it's so hard to kind of sorry, I say hard. It's so easy to make the Champions League final a priority because of what it is and seven times and stuff but the FA Cup is still a very important trophy and I think you've just got to take it in first enjoy the FA Cup final for what it is and then when that's over and we've won that hopefully then we can focus on the league and the Champions League you know but yeah exactly. they were, they were three, three great goals and you know it's interesting that we both had two of the same three and we didn't discuss it but yeah there you go Danny so yeah it's going to be an exciting occasion and thank you for listening guys but in the meantime thank you for listening to Amo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road
0: this podcast is part of the Sport Social Podcast Network
2: Sport Social Podcast Network